And so as you go into the 21st century, when the cyber and the physical world comes together, uh, it opens up a lot of opportunities. And it's actually giving us a whole different perspective on how we want to look at power management. Today you hear a lot of buzzwords, IOT, digitalization, the internet of things, the industrial internet of things, artificial intelligence, chatbots. What does all of this really mean for manufacturing companies? We're here today with Ram Ramakrishnan, our chief technology officer, to talk more about the changing landscape. Hi Ram, how are you? Excellent Zari, and uh, hey, thank you for inviting me for this conversation. We're Looking glad to, to talk. Looking forward to it. So I wanted to talk a little bit about how you see changes in the world affecting kind of how our customers are thinking about their businesses mm -hmm. when it comes to technology and innovation and all these changes and new opportunities yeah. that we have. The nature of power management in the 21st century is changing. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we still at the core, we are a power management company focused on primarily managing the three uh, powers that, that we work around, the electrical power, mechanical power and fluid power. Uh, we are proud that uh, we are an industrial company. Uh, for us, the internet of things, we see doesn't start with the internet, it starts with the things that we make. And that's really what puts us in a, in a unique position in the, in the digital world we're living in. And so as you go into the 21st century, when the cyber and the physical world comes together, uh, it opens up a lot of opportunities and it's actually giving us a whole different perspective on how we want to look at power management. So fundamentally, we will still be focusing on the key attributes of power management. We'll make it safe, we'll make it reliable, we'll make it more efficient, and there are a few other things because of these, the, the confluence of the cyber-physical world coming together, it opens up more opportunities to deliver for our customers than before. So how do customers need to be thinking about their things and their systems in different ways now than they maybe did before? Exactly. So the beauty is the things, that's where it starts. And again, if you look at the data, and if you look at the data, there's a lot of buzzwords, right? Data is a new bloodline, data is a new currency, all that is true, but first, we have to collect the data. Mm -hmm. And so the way we look at data is it starts from the things, and the things are getting smarter. So for example, the way to collect data from the things that we make is having the right sensors in the things. Right. Uh, it's having the right ability to not just have the right sensors, but sense the right things, uh, the right attributes of power. Mm -hmm. So when we talk about electrical power, we want to actually have the right sensors that really pull out the fundamental of what makes up electrical power. It's the currents, the voltages, it's the frequency, it's power factor, the fundamental makeup of electrical power. Mm -hmm. And similarly, the hydraulic and the mechanical powers have some fundamental makeups, whether it's pressures, flows, torques, displacements, temperature of the fluid, the speed with which things are moving, all of those fundamental makeup of the electrical, mechanical, and fluid power. This is where the sensors are being designed and thought through and packaged in a very effective way into the things we make. So think about that as step one. The moment you put sensors, now you've got to put the smart. You've got to have the right electronics, etc., to pull out that data 
and then begin to either send it to a place, so we can call it send it to a cloud. Right, how central, do you get the data? Yeah, right? central repository. So you kind of pull the data out and now you've got to take the data from the thing which is sitting in maybe an oil and gas rig or it's sitting in a tractor in a, in a, fee, in a field, in an agricultural field in the Midwest. Or, or an irrigation pump. Part. Irrigation right, pump, in it's sitting in a, a remote place. Right. It, it's flying, it's on the, in the air, it's a plane or mm -hmm. it's in an ocean. The data, if we have to send the data somewhere, need to have some kind of a what we call telematics. But that's real-time telematics, which is fancy word for basically moving data from the thing all the way and transporting it to a place, let's just call it a place in the cloud. So we're collecting the data, yes. we're sending them to the cloud, yes. and then what do we do with it? Excellent. A couple of things that we want to be careful about is not all data needs to go to the cloud. Okay. So the industry, the world is just talking about the cloud, the cloud computing, absolutely there's an element of importance and there are certain, uh, certain specific application that requires these kind of analytics. Mm -hmm. The intelligence, digesting and sifting through the data. That data science, The data right? science piece has mm -hmm. to be done at the cloud. However, there's another piece which is very important, especially for industrial application like what we do, is it's called edge computing. So think mm -hmm. about the edge, which is things happening right at the, the layer of the things, whether it's in an you know, oil field or whether it's an ag application, right at the place where the data is, are being generated and collected, we don't necessarily send it, but we do all the analytics, transform the data, the raw data into intelligence and actionable intelligence that begins to provide the end users the additional value proposition around improved efficiency, productivity, mm -hmm. you know, uptime, all of those things. So there's an element of edge, edge computing that happens right on the things. And does that happen behind the customer's firewall? So that's within their system, It is right? in their system. It's integrated as a part of their complete system. Exactly, Zarya. Okay. So that actually, it kind of brings up a whole different architecture because now we are doing all of these things within the firewalls, within the safety of our customers. Right. Okay, because we are not getting the data outside their firewall at all. And so all the value, the incremental value that we're providing, it's all happening right in the customer's premises. So that's one, think of that as one uh, end of the bookend. Okay. The other bookend is the cloud. Okay. So then we have to take the data and there's, you know, push it to the cloud. And that's where cybersecurity takes on a whole different meaning. Mm -hmm. But then we, once we push that information to a cloud, there's a different kinds of analytics that can be done. Now, both the edge computing and the cloud computing, uh, it depends on the applications. There are some situations where the customers need that incremental information, that knowledge, pretty much real time. So when they need to access that information real time, they need to have it at their fingertips, where it's not something that they can send it off and it gets analyzed and they look at it you know, once a quarter, once a it's qu something like I need to optimize my machine or my system or my pr production process now. now. I need that data to make decisions on the fly. That's where edge computing and, and doing that kind of at the system level is really important. Exactly. Well, tell me a little bit more about the Center for Intelligent Power Great. and what we're doing there. The Center for Intelligent Power is a new group which is uh, based out of uh, Dublin. The focus is absolutely bringing in skills, experts and expertise that complement our core engineering, uh, product engineers, and our research folks. So we are bringing in people who understand edge computing. Mm -hmm. We are bringing in people who are deep in data science, machine learning, 
deep learning, computational intelligence. Mm -hmm. We are bringing in people who understand IoT architecture. And so when you bring these experts and expertise and then kind of now merge them with the thousands of engineers we have who do product design, product engineering day in and day out, the fundamental nature of product changes and therefore how we look at power management, the solutions, services you deliver. Changes. Changes. So they're going to be building the foundation for kind of how we think about a lot of the intelligence that's then going to be built into our products. Exactly. And if you really look at the vision and peel and then look at all the things that we talk about, all the investments we make and the whole thing around, you know, we believe in making power management safe, reliable, efficient, and therefore there is a very positive sustainability story that automatically falls out. That's the reason I jump out of bed every day in the morning and do what I do. Right, right? exactly. That's the beauty of what we do as a company. Right. And it really starts with our vision, which is simple, profound, but that is what we are impacting day in and day out as a team of 95,000 people globally mm -hmm. and all the partners we have and then, you know, the supply chain and manufacturing and uh, we deliver our solutions through our customers to the end users. Because in the end, it all comes back to making what matters work. To learn more, visit us at www.eaton.com forward slash what matters.